You're listening to LanguageCaster.com's World Cup podcast. Hi, everybody. My name is Damon. I'm in Tokyo. It's raining outside, but it's sunny inside because the World Cup is here and it's day four. Now, later in the show, we're going to be talking to Damon, who's in London. And he'll be introducing England and their relationship with the newspapers, the media over there, and uh, the reactions after their first game. Before that, we're going to review some of the news in the good, the bad, and the ugly section. While later in the show, we have our English for football phrase. And of course, we're going to finish off with some predictions. Okay, well, let's start with the good, the bad, and the ugly. I look back at what's been happening over the last few days.、Um, now, I'm going to choose good. Now, while Ghana picked up an African sized first win, beating Serbia 1 0, the good really has to be the German performance last night against Australia. Four goals and some wonderful play orchestrated by the midfielder Ozil and the incisive Podolski and Muller on the flanks. Hats off to this young, Exciting German side who started so confidently. Damien, what about bad? Yes, now for the bad in the World Cup so far, I'm not going to talk about the ball, the Vuvuzelas, England, France, or Serbia's performances, or Greece. My word, weren't they bad? But instead, focus on some rather stupid red cards. First up was Uruguayan substitute Lodero, who was sent off for two silly offences in the 0 0 draw with France, while Algeria's Gazal also received his marching orders. After coming on in the defeat against Slovenia and lasting only 15 minutes due to a shirt pull and a handball. Ridiculous red cards. Yes, ridiculous indeed. Now, as for ugly, well, later in the show,、uh, Damon, you're going to be talking about the media in England. But France also have a bad press at the moment. Now, French goal scoring legend Just Fontaine has lambasted the French forwards. According to him, Henry has leaden feet and a leaden head. Henri has leaden feet and a leaden head. Ribéry believes he can win single handed, and Gourcoff doesn't know who to pass to. Add to this reports of a rift in the dressing room, a dour draw against Uruguay, and things could go badly wrong for Le Bleu. Next up, here's our main with Damien. So, after all the build up and the hype, England yet again failed to convince in the World Cup, this time in their 1 1 draw with the USA. However, they can count themselves a little unlucky on two fronts. First of all, it's difficult to legislate for the goalkeeping howler that Robert Green made, unless, of course, you feel he shouldn't have been picked in the first place. And secondly, the fact that England played on a Saturday evening meant that the all powerful Sunday newspapers were ready to savage them the next day. And savage them they did. Stars and tripe, or rubbish, proclaimed the news of the world, the biggest selling Sunday tabloid. The Guardian also blamed the keeper, though in a much less aggressive manner. Green slips and England stagger, they said. While the Sunday Times questioned the role of the previously untouchable Fabio Capello. As Capello fiddles, so a nation's hopes burn. Slightly over the top? Yes, of course, but that's the job of the Sunday press. But really, how bad was it? 
Yes, the team looks shaky at the back. They have an injury crisis and then it's obvious that Gerard and Lampard cannot play together. But it's a point against the team that is favoured to go through with England to the next round. And without dominating, they definitely created more chances than their frankly limited opponents. America will not be anywhere near the business end of the tournament, but England may well be. The other two members of the group are appalling, so there should be no problems in qualifying for the next round, while World Cup winning teams traditionally start slowly. If you need another omen, or you long-suffering England fans, here's another one for you. The USA opened their World Cup account in Germany four years ago against a team that was lambasted by the press for an insipid opening display. That team was Italy, and they went all the way. Go all the way? You're so positive. You're not suggesting England could do that, are you? I'm an England fan, and I could never be that optimistic. Thanks for that, Damien. Right, it's time for English for football. Now, every day during the World Cup, Languishcaster.com has a football phrase or cliche connected to the competition. Now, so far, we've talked about the Vuvuzela, the long plastic horn blown by many football supporters in South Africa. Also, Damien has introduced a set piece, which refers to a moment in the game when the play has stopped and the ball is returned to play. Uh, this may also be known as a dead ball situation and includes throw-ins, goal kicks, free kicks and corners. And on day three, it was a howler. A howler is a big mistake an error that often means you give a goal away or you miss an easy chance. A howler is so bad that it is almost funny. When a goalkeeper makes a howler, it is sometimes referred to as dropping a clanger. So on day two of the World Cup, Robert Green, as has already been mentioned by Damien, makes a howler. I wonder which team will make the next one. A howler. Now, for more on these words, come to the website and search for football phrases in the sidebar on the right. You can also join our predictions competition. The winner gets an original languishcaster.com t-shirt. And you can do that by also coming along to the site, languishcaster.com, registering on the sidebar, and then simply clicking on the World Cup predictions page. Currently, the competition is being led by Damien on 12 points, closely followed by Neil um, also on 12, and HB Source. Uh, it's not too late to join in, so uh, come along and check that out. Now, talking of predictions, that's next, with three cracking games to look forward to. Right, here are my predictions for day four of the World Cup, and we're going to start off with Holland against Denmark. Now, the Dutch have been tipped by quite a few people on our site who tipped them as dark horses, and they're playing against European side Denmark, and I think they're going to start well, 2-0 to Holland. Now, the second game sees Japan against Cameroon in the same group, and remember Yuli in podcast one, she wasn't too hopeful about Japan's chances. I agree with her. I think Cameroon are going to win this one 1-0. And finally, the world champions Italy are here to defend their title and they're up against Paraguay, who Damon thinks might be a dark horse. Well, I reckon they're going to get a draw. This is going to finish 1-1. Yes, uh, I did indeed tip Paraguay to be a dark horse, um, but I'm looking at these games and I'm going to start with that game, Italy against Paraguay. Um, and I don't think they're going to win. I don't think they're going to get a draw either, even though I think they'll be a dark horse. I think Italy will get a 1-0 
victory here. Um, and then Japan and Cameroon. I'm in Japan and uh, most people are pretty gloomy about their chances, although building up to the World Cup, uh, the team, uh, the players themselves and the manager were talking about semi-finals. Um, I think they may manage a draw here, so I'm hoping they get something. Nil-nil against Cameroon. Probably not a good uh, match to watch, that one. Holland against Denmark. I'm really looking forward to watching the Dutch, and I think they're going to score goals. Um, so I'm going for a 3-1 win for Holland. Those are my predictions. Um, I can't wait to see some more games. Thanks for listening, everybody, and tune in again and check out the website. See ya.